This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008, or as always, visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, please click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we may have heard a lot about the potential for a beer market. And while the economy hasn't officially entered into a bear market, things have gotten close enough that you should be prepared for that very real possibility. Bull markets, bear markets, recessions, market volatility, you know, when you're building a financial strategy with the goal to see you through your retirement, there's a lot to know and even more acutely, there are a lot of financial news headlines that may have you second guessing yourself and your strategy. But as with most things, knowledge is power. So during our episode today, we're going to focus our attention on bear markets, what they are and how you may be able to manage them so that you can hopefully breathe a little easier. But before we poke the bear market, <laughs> let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who, if he was a bear, would be one of the friendliest <laughs> ones like Winnie or Yogi. Hey, Tony, how you Yogi doing, Yogi Bear. <laughs> Uh, going after that picnic yeah, hey, basket, boo-boo. right? Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably more like Yogi uh, than Winnie, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never, that's an unusual introduction. I've never been accused of being a bear before. Uh, but a gentleman. <laughs> that's good. Gentle bear. There you go. All right. Well, Albert, I've been pretty good. If the listeners notice a little something in my throat, I got a little. Little under the weather, but we'll be fine today for the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, how about yes. you? What have you been up to? <laughs> you know, just same thing. Busy uh, house chores, but getting ready to enjoy the summer now. I think everything's ready. Uh, so, all the hard work for so that we can enjoy. So, that's what I've been doing. Sure. Busy with my yeah, house. yeah. We did some <laughs> uh, yard work this past weekend, and we're doing a lot. We had a tree removed and uh, trying to get our backyard oh. into shape. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, about our topic, I would imagine a lot of people, even if they have a financial strategy, they they're probably fairly hands off with it. Uh, they might not even be sure mm-hmm. what they have or uh, what the difference mm-hmm. is between a bear market and a bull market. So maybe you could go over that with, for us. 
Yeah, you know what? I think you're probably right, Tony. Uh, in fact, a nerd wallet article, what is a beer market and how should I invest in one? Uh, and actually provides an excellent rundown. In fact, let's start by playing off your comment about understanding what a beer market is. Um, at its most basic, a beer market is simply when the market sees a prolonged plunge in investment prices. In most cases, when prices fall more than 20%, and that fall lasts two months or longer, it will be declared a bear market. Now, the article goes on to explain bear markets can affect the market as a whole, as with the Dow Jones Industrial Average or the S&P 500, as well as individual stocks. Now, while the 20% marker is typically the threshold, the reality is that bear markets often fall much further than that over a sustained block of time rather than all at once. And even though the market may enjoy, let's say, a handful of brief rallies, things would generally trend downward. Sooner or later, investors begin gobbling up nicely priced stock, thus ending the bear market. Well, that, that's a good explanation. And I've read that bear markets can have a fairly significant psychological impact on investors, right? Oh, they certainly can. In fact, one of the defining uh, elements of a bear market is a combination of investor pessimism and lowered confidence. Uh, it's very common that during a bear market, investors will be unable to embrace any good news to instead continue selling quickly, which only serves to drive prices even further south. Now, it's also common during a bear market that some investors may be confident about certain individual stocks without applying that same level of confidence to the market as a whole. So that makes sense. Uh, when we look back at the history of bear markets, what are some of the things that typically cause them? And, and more importantly, how, do, how long do they last? How long does a bear market usually last? Well, you know, as the article notes, bear markets typically occur right before the economy itself drifts into recession. Uh, many investors watch certain economic signals like a hawk scanning the tall grass for a mouse. Those signals include things like hiring, wage growth, inflation, and interest rates. Now, these signals can sometimes tell us if the economy is cooling. Uh, though we should note that the pandemic's uh, still recent nationwide closures and surge in unemployment claims have made it more difficult to use some of the time-tested economic signals to determine the true condition of the economy. But when investors do think they've unlocked enough clues to determine the economy is shrinking, they expect corporate profits to drop, at least in the near term. Now, accordingly, they begin selling off stock, which has the domino effect of pushing the market even lower. And continuing that domino effect, bear markets may also suggest that higher unemployment and a more challenging economy is on the horizon. Wow. Well, that's a great high-level description, Albert. Now, what about the length of a bear market? Are we talking weeks, months, or years here? Well, you know, though there's no definitive answer, uh, however, the Nerd Wallet article goes on to say that historically, bear markets are shorter than bull markets. Uh, in fact, the average bear market is 363 days or just under a year, whereas the average run for a bull market is about 
1,742 days, or a little more than four and a half years. And from a purely uh, statistical standpoint, beer markets tend to pack a less potent punch. Now, during the beer market, losses have historically been around 33%. But on the flip side, the average gains during bull markets are about 159%. So interestingly, the coronavirus induced bear market that, you know, kicked off on March 11, 2020, shifted into a bull market less than a month later. Though, again, a full picture of the uh, pandemic's economic fallout is still being Mm. painted. Wow. Well, uh, you know, bull market, bear market, whatever the market, I I think it's probably a good (laughs) idea to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional. Uh, to help build a financial strategy, right? I mean, uh, that's so important to have a plan in place to help you deal with market volatility. Now, uh, we should probably take a minute here, Albert, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that consultation. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You uh, like more information, uh, you can always give me a call at uh, 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Remember, it is our uh, mission to help those uh, in retirement. Well, and it's been a great show so far today. I'm curious, though, about what you can tell us about investing during a bear market. Well, well, I, you know, I believe that's definitely one of the most critical questions, Tony. And uh, the Nerd Wallet article, you know, what is a bear market and how should I invest in one, uh, provides some essential insights. Its first recommendation is to embrace the concept of dollar cost averaging. Now, the article gives this example. The price of a stock in your portfolio has dropped from $100 per share to $75 per share. If you have extra cash available, you may quickly begin pondering buying more shares if you think the price has hit its lowest point. But guess what? You're probably wrong. Sure, at $75, it's possible the stock has fallen as far as it's going to. But what if it hasn't? What if it hits $50 a share or $30 a share? So as the article explains, this is why trying to pinpoint the bottom of the market is dangerous territory. Yeah, I... (laughs) I, I would uh, I would bet it is and not getting out over your skis, you know, to try to time the market <laughs> seems right. like good advice to me. So what's a better strategy then? Well, this is where dollar cost averaging may be the smart play. Dollar cost averaging is simply the principle of consistently investing money over time in closely equal amounts. How does it help? Well, it allows you to smooth out your purchase price over time, which may help prevent you from dumping a large amount of cash into a stock while its price is very high. This same concept means you'll also be taking advantage of market drops. Well, and you want to do that, but it's you don't want to try to time the market. And I think you gave us a great rundown there. Uh, what else should mm-hmm. we be considering during a bear market? Well, you know, diversification may be another way to see yourself through a bear market. Uh, I I don't believe diversification is is all that complicated. It just means that your portfolio has a nice mix of different assets. Now, during bear markets, most companies in an index, like let's say the S&P 500, will fall. But that doesn't mean they'll always fall in similar amounts. And that's why diversification may be critical. Now, if during the bear market, you have a healthy mix of winners and losers, you may be positioned to lessen your overall losses. 
Uh, in fact, the article also notes that because bear markets often uh, precede or coincide with recessions, many investors prefer assets that may provide, let's say, a steadier return, regardless of how the broader economy is performing. And this is often referred to as a defensive strategy. Okay, so what kind of assets are we talking about here with a defensive strategy? Well, the first is dividend paying stocks. You know, even during a time when stock prices aren't trending up, a lot of investors still want to receive dividend payments. Uh, it's for that reason that some companies offer higher than average dividends that may be particularly enticing during bear markets. And then bonds are another common part of a defensive strategy. Uh, in fact, according to the article, bonds are often attractive uh, investments during rocky periods in the stock market because the prices frequently move in the exact opposite direction in the stock prices, at least for the most part. Now, while a lot of investors view bonds as a vital piece of uh, any portfolio, regardless of the market's current performance, adding additional high-quality short-term bonds may provide a further, uh, let's say, bulwark against the chaos of a bear market. Yeah, and on previous shows, I know you've talked a lot about highlighting that diversification, and that's one of the things that people need to consider when it comes to investing in general. So I'm glad you reemphasized it here. It's especially important right now. All right. Oh, for sure. It always is important. Now, the article's next tip for investing during a bear market, well, is to identify sectors that have historically performed well during recessions. Uh, the article specifically points to consumer staples and utilities as sectors that have maintained solid performance during previous recessions. So the article further notes that you may be able to invest in specific sectors through either index funds or exchange-traded funds, uh, which track a market benchmark. Both index fund and exchange-traded funds provide more diversification than single stocks because each includes shares in numerous companies. Yeah, and again, this is all another great reason to work with a financial services professional, Albert. And, you know, you've got to build that portfolio and a financial strategy that's going to maintain as much strength as possible, you know, good times and bad. So uh, working with somebody mm -hmm. like yourself is very important. Yes, it is. Um, now, the final way you may want to invest during a bear market, well, is to simply stick to your long game. Uh, in many ways, bear markets will test both your discipline and your resolve. When it's perfectly normal to sweat and worry during market drops, history has shown time and again that patience is a virtue. Not panicking and sticking to your long-term strategies is especially important, you know, if your primary goal is to provide yourself and a spouse or partner with your preferred retirement lifestyle. Because, as the article makes plain, the bear markets you fight your way through will almost certainly be overshadowed by the bull markets that help you thrive. And the article also offers this important piece of wisdom. Money you need for short-term goals, which are ones you typically plan to achieve in the next five years, shouldn't be put into the market. I always like to remind the people I work with that feeling nervous or maybe even a little panicked is perfectly natural. Worrying doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you're human. But the key is not allowing those feelings to overwhelm your common sense. Right. And I think that's really important. You mentioned uh, patience is a virtue. You know what my mom always said to me? She said, son, mm. patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. All right. Well, I, I think we've had an informative show today. What do you have for us next? 
Well, you know, I want to continue our conversation on the potential impact of a bear market by focusing specifically on what a bear market might mean for your retirement strategy. Uh, so we're going to change articles here. Kiplinger article, uh, retirement income shouldn't depend on the market. It should depend on math. Uh, does a nice job of defending how you can build a retirement strategy that stands up against an inevitable market fluxes. Well, now that's what I call an attention-grabbing headline, Albert. So what kind of info does that article have for us? Well, first and foremost, the article recognizes that the market is currently experiencing a bit of volatility, and that alone is enough to make retirees and near-retirees nervous, and rightly so. After all, as we say often on her show, retirement is your reward for years of hard work and financial discipline. Now, the article also has an interesting historical nugget that makes clear that worries about a potential bear market aren't unwarranted. Uh, between 1928 through March of this year, there have been 26 bear markets. Wow. Remember that a bear market is a market decline of more than 20% that lasts at least two months. And get this, since 1928, the average bear market decline has been a whopping 35.62%, which means the fear of big losses isn't entirely irrational. Okay, so what can retirees or near retirees do about this? Well, thankfully, there are some things those folks can do to somewhat protect their retirement assets from bear markets. The biggest of which, as the article's headline says, is that your retirement income shouldn't depend on the market. It should depend on the math. Um, let's look closer at the math for a moment. Let's say you and your spouse are close to retirement and you have about a million dollars saved. That's a nice chunk of money, but don't lose sight of the fact that your retirement could easily last two or three decades. Uh, is that money going to be enough if you live that long? And oh, by the way, as you age, everything, food, housing, utilities, you name it, is likely to become more expensive. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it probably will be. If, if that million dollars needs to last as long as 30 years, I'm guessing it's not enough to just let it sit there in your bank account. So uh, what should the couple in that example you gave us do? Well, you know, it's time to take that money and split it into one of three buckets. The first of which is the safety bucket. This is where you place your money to handle the unexpected emergencies that pop up in everyone's life, including during retirement. When I'm sitting down with a client, I make it a point to simply ask them what amount of money in their safety bucket would make them feel comfortable. Uh, I've been in this business a long time, so the answers I've gotten to this question have varied considerably. But let's stick with our example of the couple and their $1 million. The article suggests dedicating $50,000 to a safety bucket. And I also think that's a very good well, number. And at a time like when a bear market seems likely, uh, I'm guessing the safety bucket will have even more appeal than usual for a lot of listeners out there. So uh, that's important. What's the next bucket? Well, the next one is the income bucket. This bucket is built around the question of how much money you think you'll need every month during retirement to pay for your lifestyle. Notice that I say lifestyle rather than bills. That was intentional because while you'll obviously need money for groceries and gas, you also need money for your hobbies and the other non-essential spending that makes retirement worthwhile. Now, let's say the couple from our example settles on $6,000 per month as their income goal. They each anticipate receiving, let's say, $2,000 per month from Social Security for a grand total of $4,000 every month. So very simple math tells us they now have a monthly income gap of $2,000.
Now, one potential way to address that gap is to use some of their retirement nest egg to purchase, let's say, an annuity, which may be able to provide a guaranteed monthly income that can't be outlived. And then there are different types of annuities, and they may not be a good financial move for everyone. So if you're considering one, I would strongly encourage you to first discuss them with a financial services professional. Yeah, that's that's really important. So that leaves us with just one bucket left, right? Yes. With the second bucket taking care of your income needs and the first bucket ready for an emergency, the third bucket may allow you to be more aggressive with the goal of creating growth that outpaces inflation. Now, be aware that the money in this bucket could decline in value if the market falters. So it's important that you don't expect to need it anytime soon. Uh, in fact, the article notes that while you shouldn't be uh, overly aggressive with the, your third bucket, because buckets one and two are squared away, it might it may be let's say advantageous to consider a portfolio that's slightly heavier on equities and a little lighter on bonds than the old sixty forty split that's so often. Well, yeah, the old sixty forty split doesn't quite work because of the bond situation right now, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Well, hey. This has been a great show. We're almost out of time. What what do you have for us? Uh, anything else before we go? You know, folks, if you have questions about weathering a beer market, I encourage you go visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office, 586-752-7008 um, and discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. Remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, Albert, great show today. And that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.